Jeff, welcome to the Engagement.com podcast. It's a pleasure to, to meet you and work with you on this, this conversation. Um, you've been recommended to me so many times by so many strong first instructors and friends and mutual friends. And I follow your Instagram page and your YouTube and your website. <laughs> you have a lot of great resources, man. So thank you for your time and thank you for being here. Hey, I'm honored, humbled um, that I'm recommended by some uh, fellow strong folks. So that uh, obviously is a, a very much a positive. It is. And I think it's very well deserved too. So you are located out in, uh, is it the Seattle area? Yeah, Seattle. I'm basically kind of South Seattle a little bit on a little neighborhood called Beacon Hill. Um, it's a real nice, nice location. Just enough far out of the city, but I'm probably seven minutes away from the stadiums and whatnot on the south end of the city. So pretty quiet neighborhood, not uh, surrounded by the skyscrapers. I still live in a, uh, a neighborhood that's got some, some culture and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's a, it's a good place for me. I'm not a Seattle type of guy. I grew up in a logging town. So uh, for me to be in Seattle, is a, it, it's, been a, it's been a challenge over these last few years. But uh, um, being in a neighborhood like this makes it a little easier to cope. I bet. You, you know, I've, I've been to Seattle a few times for some splitboard festivals up there in Glacier, Washington at the Oh, Baker. yeah. Nice. So pretty. Absolutely. I don't know. Have you been up there before to Glacier or Baker? Yeah. My, my parents actually, when I was a junior in high school, so that would have been around 1989, um, they moved to Mount Vernon, which is 60 miles north of, uh, of Seattle. So that's kind of more approaching the Mount Baker area. Um, so yes, um, been up in the Mount Baker, a little snowboarding back in the day and whatnot. Oh, how cool. Yeah, you can probably see some snowboards back in the corner here. Some splitboards oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy snowboarding, sir. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Craig Kelly, you ever heard of uh, Craig Kelly Burton? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he went to my high school, Mount Vernon. So, get out He's yeah a legend. yeah and then dan donnelly like a good early day sims writer so a lot of those early knuckle draggers came out of uh, the good old skagit valley that's so cool oh my gosh and prior to our conversation you know never summer snowboard company they're here yeah i was working with uh vince sanders and uh the owners of that company to do a campaign and um and out there you have libtech which is a great snowboard company yeah. um just oh snowboarding it's like my favorite thing outside of kettlebells and and vodka and dogs. It's, uh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's something stuff. I got to get back into. I, um, I lived in Utah for, for five years for a stretch. And uh, wow. so I just, I was constantly snowboarding. And then when I got back here to Seattle, kind of changed the game a little bit. It's more of a, from Seattle, you have to plan your day to, mm -hmm. to get out for snowboarding. Salt Lake City, it's like, hey, call in sick this morning because there's a fresh snow and be up yeah. on a lift, at, you know, in 30 minutes from my house and ready to roll. So the convenience that's, was, and the snow was better. And you, right. I must admit. Yes. Well, see, that's a very important topic. So we have a continental snowpack here in Colorado and in Utah, then you get intercontinental and then you have maritime, which is really moist, really heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's really pretty. I mean, your snow depth is like three times our depth and you get to do more steep aspects where in our back country, we have to take it real conservative because the avalanche danger is much higher. Sure. So. Yeah. But you know, it yeah, just makes you approach. appreciate a different approach. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Um, my favorite view up there is uh, Mount Shookson. That's Oh yeah. Beautiful. Gosh, it's huge. Like the relief on it <laughs> makes it look like Everest, right? <laughs> oh yeah. It's just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got some rugged, some rugged hills around here for sure. Yeah. Understated <laughs> rugged hills. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, there's a, uh, so being a fitness professional, I'm very mm -hmm. curious about how you and your gym and your, your uh, colleagues and your, your students, have adapted to 
what we're all facing in every industry. Um, you know, this COVID-19, uh, it came on strong, yeah. it came on fast, and it made a lot of us adapt real quick. And um, real I know quick. You, real quick. Yeah, exactly. And you already have a very strong online presence. You have online training and videos and um, you get a good infrastructure in place. So was the transition for you challenging or was it natural? You know, for me personally, well, it's just to start with what's happening at the fuel house. Forget about me for a sec. At the fuel house, um, times like this, you need a good leader period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, and our, and uh, the owner of the fuel house, Molly um, Keelan is that leader. Um, so um, right when this stuff started to first happen, I mean, she was on it, like completely on it. She's in a bunch of business groups with other coaches, you know, around the nation that were dealing with this kind of at the same time and, you know, um, fellow leaders. And um, right away she set up the uh, um, a Zoom account and Smart. a true coach account. I mean, like right now. Um, so that was, that was huge. Um, just being on top of it right away. So we just, without missing a beat, um, we set up um, in, in one of our back rooms, um, set up the, uh, the zoom and, and a Facebook live. So we have uh, one camera that's shooting two people on zoom. And we have another one that's on Facebook live to a, a group of just our members on a private group. Right. So our members are able to jump in there. Um, and we're just doing, um, couple morning, um, a couple afternoon, a couple evening workouts where us coaches are going into the room, social distancing and all the shit yep, yep. and, uh, <laughs> and just leading, um, live workouts and, and it just took off right away. I mean, um, so we have, we, we loaned equipment out, um, Molly right away when this happened, she's like, all right, guys, get in here. You guys can have uh, one kettlebell each, um, mm-hmm. grab a barbell, grab some plates, grab some bands. Um, and so we kind of set up our, our people to be able to train at home, like right away. And, uh, so yeah, it's been kind of an easy transition, man. And it's, it's, uh, the feedback that we're getting huge and, and it's yeah. turned into other things. Like last Friday, we had a, like a fuel house social hour. We all got on zoom, people yes. brought their favorite beverage and yeah. you know, we just, everybody goes on mute and then there's like a question, everybody goes around the room and, and you know, you train with these people on the daily, you get to know them a bit, but, um, you know, during this little zoom meeting, it was like, okay, Sally, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? What's your story? You, you know yeah. what I mean? So through this, um, yes, we've not faced the face connection, but we've developed a deeper connection, um, just out of necessity, getting to know each other a little bit better, um, from a distance. Um, so that, that's been absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. and for me personally, <sighs> this has forced me to do something that I should have been doing a long time ago. As you say, you know, I have a, you know, social media presence or whatever, Mm -hmm. which has never been something I've tried to do. You know, I don't pay for followers. I don't do any of that Mm -hmm. bullshit. I just share what's happening on any given day. And somehow a bunch of people started following my Instagram page. I don't (laughs) fucking know how that happened. Uh, But, um, but I've gotten a lot of people reach out over the years like, Hey man, um, I'd love to train with you, but I'm in Germany. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you have the offer? But I've never had a system in place to make that smooth. Um, and when this happened via Molly pushing and everybody Mm -hmm. really getting after it, um, you know, I got a true coach account and you know, I'm already got three, um, um, true coach clients that I'm training remotely. Um, so it's really forced me to get into, that realm of where I should have been a long time ago. I've been beating around the bush way too long. And uh, this just made me have to jump in the game, figure it out. And uh, yeah, so I'm still figuring it out, but uh, yep. I'm running with it. I, I love to hear that. And I'm with you so much. Like you, I have social media accounts and 
I don't have the traffic you do, but like you, I put up something I think is interesting, probably with my dogs, probably a kettlebell, probably drunk in the mountains somewhere. People yeah, dig sure. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just real yeah. life. It's what we enjoy doing. But, and I've been approached a few times like you have, like, all right, I'm, I'm in some other location, not in front of you. How do you, how do you get served? And I didn't put enough effort into it right. until I realized after we had to close our gyms on Monday. And then I was like, oh, shit. We yeah. need to get this. These people need help. I am temporarily frustrated, but they are also frustrated and we need to yes. serve their needs. So yes. fucking double down some coffee and we'll figure this out. Yeah. And what's been so amazing up here with our community, I, I, I see like gyms, there's kind of like two realms, right? There's the realm of people that owners that look at human beings as dollar bills, right? So mm-hmm. how many fucking dollar bills can we get to come into our doors every day, right? Um, the Fuel House um, via Molly's leadership and, and just us coaches in general, our moral, moral set is we look at people as people that can potentially pay us dollar bills by treating mm-hmm. them very well with a mm-hmm. huge amount of respect by being, you know. So these people, we've always allowed people to put their memberships on hold mm-hmm. if needed because of travel, because of things, right? Um, well, pretty much everybody during this time has kept their membership going, even though they can't come in. And, and you know, so and cool. that's built off of community, right? Yep. You know, so, yep. you know, that's why we're doing our best to provide live workouts and doing all these things because they have stood by us. I mean, we've had people offer to pay someone else's membership that had to cancel because they are a tech worker. And that's the thing with Seattle. Wow. You know, there's a lot of people that are not working, but they're still making their same salary because they work at home. Exactly. Yep. Right. So, so these people are offering to take charge of somebody else's restaurant owner's membership or something. So the mm-hmm. fuel house can stay afloat while that person is having to save some money. I mean, it's just been amazing. Oh, I know? have goosebumps for you, Jeff, like literal goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah, for I've, you. I've had students that have reached out and they're like, Hey man, um, I'll just buy another 10 pack of stuff. Right. I mean, Sweet. I know I got 10 coming, but just charge me, have that there for the rainy day fund as we get through this. And, um, you know, I've had a few that this has been the hard part is someone pays for me to have that one-on-one mm-hmm. in-person training. So they buy packages to do this. They come in, we train, but a few of these have said, Hey, screw it, man. We'll just get on FaceTime or zoom. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you the same amount of money that I would give you in person just to sit and shoot the shit with you and train and support you in this time of need, you know? So, so it's just, I mean, oh yeah, bro. It's, I'm so happy yeah. for you. You know what? You're the fourth person I've talked to in the last week, fitness professional wise, who has faced this situation as mm-hmm. most all of us will very soon. Yes. And um, I think each one of us has been like humbled and lump in the throat, grateful. Oh, yeah. It's Nonstop. amazing. Nonstop. Yeah, totally yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and I think for a lot of people too, I'm an introvert by nature. So I was kind of looking forward to being mm-hmm. shut in with my wife and my dogs, but yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing how much yeah. interaction is so important um, and yeah. how much other people need it too. And zoom. Right. Thank God for zoom. <laughs> I yeah. started yeah. doing that at doc Cardle's request for a podcast. Oh, doc, yeah. doc. <laughs> there is team Hartle right there. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Love that guy. He's such a fun guy. You know, honestly, I, I love Metallica and death metal for a very long time. I had oh, long hair and yeah, motorcycle and I was like, oh, they're the best, right? <laughs> and then I tabled it and I went to like DJing and stuff. And then, of course, I'm doing the SF, um, I did the SFG for the third time with him and Fabio and then the SFL and it was just yes. nonstop Metallica. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, it was so good. Golden age Metallica. So, Amen. Yeah, so it's that. always there for you. It's always <laughs> there for you. It is. It totally is. 
I was talking with Pat Flynn uh, uh, two podcasts ago, and we had the exact same SG guitar, and we were jamming on some old Metallica riffs and sharing it back and forth. And it's nice. just cool to see people in the community who, like, it's easy to put somebody like yourself or Pat or Eric Frohart on this big pedestal and because it's well-deserved, right? But then the reality is we're all in this together. We're all people just oh, trying our yeah. best to do the, our best and serve our friends and colleagues. That's it, man. And it's like – and perfect opportunity to embrace a leader role. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, I have battled depression, anxiety of these things for as long as I can remember. Right. Yes. I mean, even as a child, I, I mean, you know, it's always been a part of me in one way or another. So it would be really easy for me just to, just oh, yeah. to, to freak out, you know, but mm -hmm. um, in this era of like podcasting and all these types of things, it's like the way I look at it, if, if you don't have a coach in your life, because you can't afford it, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because there's coaches out there all over yeah. ready to just give you free information on podcasts and all that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So listening to guys like Jocko and these guys, oh, yeah. you know, of just like, Hey man, you know, just, just clutch up, be a leader. Don't panic, you know, try not to panic around your friends, your family, your clients, you know, always be that, um, you know, that staple of strength and that, it, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, so that's, that's been kind of my goal, even though, you know, I have my times, so I ain't going to lie. You can talk to my team or I go freak oh, out yeah. a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a time to embrace your role as a leader uh, in it, your family, in your community, whatever it may be. Absolutely. Well said, Jeff. And, and to your point too, I've battled depression and, and drug abuse and anxiety and uh, insomnia and all kinds of stuff. Right. And Pat and I had a really good discussion about this yesterday. We talked with Matthew last week about it when we text you on that Tuesday. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think through music and through exercise, um, through fitness and strength training really saved my life. I can say that exactly. Right. <laughs> and I think, yeah, happy to talk about that in more detail. And then, um, I don't want to give you too much like negativity, but I lost my entire family at one point in, in time. I was a caretaker for each one of them. And each one of those gave me a silver lining opportunity to realize we're in this one shot, make it count. Yeah. My brother died of a heart attack. I'm like, I can go into fitness and help people. My sister went blind and paralyzed with uh, terminal brain cancer. I'm like, I can create more content, and write a book and we can, we can serve more people, help more people. And so it, it makes you more grateful, right? Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. Hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. It makes you way more grateful. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Uh, I think uh, suffering brings um, empathy and compassion and motivation. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. I know that. I think that maybe perhaps one of the reasons that I do have a decent following in the social media stuff is that I'm semi-relatable, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't just share butterflies and sunshine mm -hmm. and rainbows, you know? Um, you know, I talk about, which was really hard at first to, to do that, um, but, you know, to talk about depression and, and talk about my weaknesses and, uh, and all that type of stuff. And I get a lot of people that reach out privately that are like, bro, man, you know, I know it was just a simple little meme that you posted about depression or something, but man, mm -hmm. it, it really hit me. And uh, I just want to reach out to tell you. Um, so, it, it, so that's important to do, you know, I mean, it it's is. important to share. I mean, where I was raised and probably with you, mm -hmm. the last thing you do is talk about a weakness or, or, <laughs> oh, yeah. or admit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah if, if you're, you, you know, if you hurt yourself and you know, if you cry, you go out of sight. Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, or, yeah, you, you don't let nobody see you showing any weakness, you know, and that's yeah. pretty much how I was raised, you know, and uh, so to be vulnerable in my older years has been 
well, transformational. Um, you know, I'd probably still be bitter, pissed off and ready to, you know, jump off a bridge if, uh, if I didn't uh, open up and start being vulnerable and start uh, facing this shit as reality instead of just holding it in. I don't know. Well, well said. And from a leader standpoint too, it is so key. Like <clears throat> when I started um, becoming more vocal about my depression and my uh, you know, battling my, I don't say demons, but accepting the things I couldn't control. Right. And mm. making peace with it. Um, like you said, people reached out and be, I don't want to say became like leader in that respect, but become a leader of somebody to go to. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, and I'm so flattered. Like this last Christmas, uh, my wife, I put her to bed and we saw her side of the family. And I was, I was replying to a friend in Australia who's facing, um, putting his father on hospice. And I had to do that about a year and a half ago. I did hospice three times with my family members. And I went through a process and I'm, I'm open about it. So I want to say, Hey, you're not alone in this process. You know, yes. make sure you take care of yourself. You may drink a lot tonight. That's fine. But in the morning, just go for a long walk with your dog or whatever, and just take care of yourself. And you know, it just trying to be a resource. So not totally alone. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Right. And then like when see people see, what they perceive as a well-adjusted strong man that's out enjoying the mountain. And then when they mm -hmm. hear that you came from that or dealt with that and are still doing this, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's like a bright light into the tunnel, right? You right. Know? Some, if people don't hear that or see that from somebody, it, maybe they'll never see that light at the end of the tunnel. But by you being vulnerable, by me being vulnerable, by someone on a Jocko podcast, these hardcore Eric Frohart types, you know, and yeah. the tip of the spear badasses, you know, and, these guys are starting to open up in, in these um, things like this. And it's just huge. You know, it is. I mean, it's, abs it's absolutely huge. Well, I, again, I have goosebumps for like the last five minutes of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's so key. Like to be like a strong, like you're a huge, strong man and you just, you're a beast. And it's so cool to be like vulnerable. Like, you know, there is gooey insides of love oh, and yeah. empathy. And it absolutely. just, it helps bring people in even closer. Um, Amen. Yeah. It's awesome stuff. And, and to Eric, you know, cheers to Eric. Like I was saying before we chatted, we're, uh, he's going to probably jump on, I think, Friday or Monday and, and chat and stuff. Outstanding. And he's awesome. such a stud. I mean, how I even came into the strong first world in the first place, it's, just, it's so oblivious and goofy. You're going to laugh at this. So I was training a, a mutual friend of ours. Her name was um, Karen. And uh, she's like, you would like my friend Eric. He likes to get outside and hike like you do. And he likes kettlebells a lot. You should email him. So I blindly nice. emailed Eric Frohart the, at that time, the CEO <laughs> of Strong Force. Oh, so it was when he was, yeah. yeah nice. I was like, hey, guy, do you like to go for hikes? You want to get a coffee? And I meet up with him and we meet at this uh, the tech center of Denver and everybody's in suits. And I used to work in a law firm and my wife works in that law firm now. And I used to wear you know, nicer clothes, but this is how I dress now and I love it, right? So I go into a Starbucks and everybody's in their suits and I'm like, I'm really out of place. And the only person <laughs> hairier than me, <laughs> the beanie on, was Eric. <laughs> yeah, so I love then, it. Yeah, then we hit it off. He's like, you should really attend this uh, Strong First One Day Kettlebell Seminar with uh, John, uh, uh, Mark Snow. And we hit it oh, off. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah. And then um, I was like, I'm, I'm in love with the, this culture, the, the language, the coaching, the leadership. And then I signed up for the SFG with um, Czar Horton, Beastmaster. Love it. Oh, yeah. So Czar's uh, kind of like my... I see as one of my main mentors in this stuff. Um, That's awesome. I met Czar when I was still probably around 240 pounds and the 16 kg was kicking the shit out of me, you yeah. know, like <laughs> way, way back in it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember thinking to myself, it's like, if I do what it takes to get forearms like that son of a bitch, 
I'm going to be doing something right. Yeah. You know, so I set, I set this goal of, you know, not, not anything. I was like, one day I'm going to have forearms like that. God darn Zara Horton. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he was him and Andrea Yushi Chang and, and, a, and a few of these were, were my, my first introductions into this stuff. So wow. as in martial arts and anything else, you know, you have like a, a family tree in this type of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pavel Czar was like mm-hmm. right there in the early beginnings, Andrea, passed down to me. So I see this lineage as something that's very important to me. Um, and you know, I'll, for, I'll forever look at them guys uh, as, uh, as my uh, mentors. And now it's just my job to try and do the same. You know? Well, yeah, I think you're fantastic. You're a team leader, right? I was a team leader. I mm-hmm. stepped down from, from a team leader role, um, not too long ago. Um, okay. several different reasons. No, oh, sure. no, no, you know, nothing to, uh, you know, no ill will or nothing like that. It was just something that, uh, the system I still mm-hmm. love, I still teach, and I will continue to, uh, you know, I still have my strong first elite. It was just, wow. uh, you know, getting out to search and do all this stuff. I didn't, uh, I wasn't into that as much. Yes. Um, so I shouldn't be taking up a slot um, for that. Um, that's, very, so, that's very kind of you. Yeah, it was, it was just kind of a, you know, just to step away a little bit and kind of start doing my own little workshops from time to time and, and things like that. So oh, I fully respect still that. massive amount of love and respect for the community. Um, Absolutely. You know. And for the listeners out there, I mean, your listeners probably know all about Strong First Elite. So Strong First Elite, that's SFG, SFB, SFL. Is SFG? Yeah, so SFG one and two, mm-hmm. you know, so both of those, the SFL and the SFB. Yeah, so all, all wow. of, the, all of the, the certs. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, that, that kind of background, you can, you can work with anybody. <laughs> Any and that's just it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's just it, right? You know, I, when I got into this stuff, um, I was, what was I? I was probably already like 35, 36 years old. Right. You know mm-hmm. I mean? And I never really had this inkling that I would coach. If I was going to coach anything, it would have been baseball, football, peewee stuff, you know, whatever. But, you know, I never went to the local 24 hour fitness and looked at a trainer there and thought to myself, I want to do what you're doing. You, you know right. I mean? Uh, that, so like this path was never something that I've thought about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, until I found the kettlebell and what, you know, it just snowballed and, and things took off. And, you know, I got my first cert. I would have been the HKC. Mm. I think it was in 2009, I think. And then my RKC in 2010, or it was my HKC 2010, RKC 2011. It, it, they, they kind of uh, blend together. But, uh, but yeah, once I went to that, um, the HKC, and that was just the one day course, like the, uh, um, like the, the user course that strong first has mm-hmm. right now. So basically goblet squat, get up swing type of situation. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met czar, um, and, and a few different people. And I was like, okay, so this is what a coach does. Yeah. It's not at this other gym where I was at. It's, it's this, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. make, you know, really working with me, manipulating me, looking at, you know, just really breaking everything down. And, and I was like, I could see myself doing that. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's what inspired me. And then that first RKC weekend in San Diego, Pavel was there, Dan, John, oh, the, the you know, all of them. Right. I mean, uh, Johanna, I mean, just uh, the, the, it was like a superstar cast and it was out outside in the sunshine back yeah. in the double bell days, shirts off. That weekend I was like, this is what I'm, I'm going to be just like one of those team leaders up there. I'm going to be at the yeah. third. I'm going to be leading a team. This is, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know how or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, so yeah. And I you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, still doing it somehow. You know, that's so awesome. Later, still hustling, you know. Oh, that's so awesome. So awesome. 
Well, um, well, uh, Dan John actually, uh, hopefully get a chance to talk to him next week. Um, obviously another mm-hmm. great superstar in our, in our, like a mentor to a lot of us too. Oh, and amazing guy. Yeah. Oh, it, this is so cool getting to know your background a little bit. And, and I can totally empathize. I never wanted to get in health and fitness for bodybuilding or to be a meathead looking at a clipboard, telling somebody what to do, wearing gloves in the freaking, you know, <laughs> none of that. No, it's not intriguing. No. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But like to your point, it, the minutia of like making sure everything's the right angle, not here, there, you know, like and just. That's it, man. All the little things yeah. that make the big difference. That's it. And I, I'm just so obsessed with skill, you know, mm-hmm. uh, ever ever since I was little, I think, you know, I mean, I started playing peewee football, tackle football when I was eight, which probably explains some of my head issues. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, playing, I was like, I was a catcher from the day that um, the ball came off the tee, you know, so mm-hmm. I've just, um, and I took those the same ones I took kettlebells, you know, it's like, I might not be the biggest, I might not be the fastest, but if I take this angle, if I do this, if I do that, you know what I mean? I'm going to be mm-hmm. better. Uh, um, you know, if I hit them harder than they hit me, I'm never going to get hurt. Um, so, <laughs> you know, when I get this kettlebells and I also dig on martial arts, you know, it's, it's, I see kettlebells as the martial arts of weightlifting. I know that's said out there a lot, but, sure. uh, you know, it's uh, the, the skill is what makes you a badass. It's not just moving weight around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I can hide a lot of my weaknesses with skill. You know, I'm not strong enough to do a 72 kg get up by brute strength, but I am skillful enough to mm-hmm. do it. Touche. Yeah. (laughs) That's well put. Yeah. I mean, it is true. The strength is the skill. Um, And there's so many lines that they use in strong first that are just so simple and effective and universal, you know, like strength has a greater purpose and all these great things. That's it. That's Uh, it. That's beautiful. And uh, also in your background, you have FMS as well. So you're able to really assess Mm -hmm. somebody and then correctly just put the whole package together. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that every trainer, you know, coach, whatever you want to call us should have, you know, some type of um, movement screen type of situation Mm -hmm. built into their stuff, you know? Um, And, you know, and that goes both ways too. When that FMS first started coming out, there was a, you know, some people that would use the FMS in conjunction with strengths. Then there was others that would just correct people to death for the rest of their life and never let them move again. You know what I mean? Uh, So that's it. Right. So I just did fucking wood choppers every day for Mm -hmm. eight hours a day, you know? So, but, um, but you know, I kind of use it as a, as a, as a balanced piece of strength. It's not the end all be all, but it's definitely a way, especially with an initial screen to give me an idea how a human being is moving and functioning. Um, So I find a massive amount of value in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the FMS as well. Um, but you know, like you said, it's not the be all end all. These are all tools in our mm-hmm. toolkit, right? And you get to make it, it your style, you know, and like I did the IKFF, um, and there, there's some cool things I went in there that I apply sometimes like the double, triple breath sometimes, but I wouldn't do it for yeah. everybody. It just nuances yeah. and just different people, different things. Absolutely. Not mm-hmm. wrong, not right. Just different. Just different. Nice to have variety. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful it. stuff. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Well, um, so what do you enjoy doing for yourself outside the gym? You know, my happy place is the mountains, you know, um, hiking. I mean, there's, and it's different now, like hiking old days was here's trail. Here's end of trail. I don't give a shit if there's a waterfall in between. Let's just go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hiking today for me is so different. It's stop, hug a tree, smell a flower take a sit seat on a rock for a minute and just fucking breathe. Uh, You know? um, So yeah. um, My first like route out of depression and stuff 
I think was the kettlebell and, mm-hmm. you know, and finding something that I got obsessed with getting good at. Mm-hmm. And through that obsession of getting good at it, I got fitter. I lost weight. I started moving better. My confidence got better, got back into karate and or Kaju Kimbo technically um, and all that stuff, you know, and then, but now that transitioned into a job. So it's, I still love doing it all and all that stuff, but it doesn't bring me the same amount of uh, therapy, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, it still does no sure. question. But so the hiking and all that stuff, that's more of the, you know, sitting with a shrink instead of being in an office, being out in the woods and just, uh, oh, yeah. just being out there, you know, like last year I tried to do 52 hikes from Christmas to Christmas. Um, so I, you know, I was just trying to get out there more. And, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I never yeah. thought of putting that way in Jeff. I can relate so fucking much to what you just said. <laughs> like I literally left a corporate job to spend time in the mountains. Right. And I based yeah. my, my life around training people to get outside. And then my other job in gearment uh, is doing reviews for gear for like North face and Patagonia before stuff comes out. And I have to go to the mountains to do that. So like, yeah, before we're on lockdown right now here in Denver, I knew it was coming on Tuesday. So Monday I went up camping in a blizzard, 10 degrees with my dogs, bunch of vodka. <laughs> I just yeah, stared, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and like yeah. you said, it's not about getting vertical feet. It's not about getting to the top. Of my, it's just being no. out. So I can just be, be on my out deck, there. Steer a treat. I'm totally happy. Yeah. And that's it. You know? And I think, um, recently I've also been trying to get, it was mostly last year was like the big push for it, but, and I, and I fall off the wagon a lot, but mm-hmm. If, if I could recommend to somebody, like probably in my humble opinion, the most important thing that a human can do, not every human, so I shouldn't say that, but is have some type of like morning routine, you know? Yes. Uh, so I went on this stretch and a lot of us at the fuel house, we did it together, but it was wake up right when the alarm went off. I don't, it doesn't have to be Jocko early, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. just early or then you would get up, let's mm-hmm. say, right? Um, Shoes are right by the bed, alarm goes off, put shoes on, head directly out the door, rain, snow, or shine, do a two-mile minimum, minimum, Mm -hmm. walk, jog, run, bike, come back in the house, five pull-ups, ten push-ups, four, ten, three, ten, two, ten, one, ten. Um, So I ended up with, uh, you know, 50 push-ups, 15 pull-ups in that ladder. And the big one is then just sit and freaking meditate for 10 minutes, you know, just meditate, you know, whether it be guided, whether it just be quiet, you know, and via through that meditation, it's helped improve being outdoors as well. Cause in some of these meditations, they talk about, Hey, when you're out there hiking, don't try and look at a tree and just say, is that a Douglas fir is, (laughs) is, you know, just look Mm -hmm. at the tree. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just check out its color, just see what it smells like. You, You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it, it, getting in a morning routine, waking up and getting your heart rate started with a little walk and some maybe push up, pull ups, and then just do that meditation and then get into your day, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get back on that. I go through spurts, um, mm-hmm. but uh, when, when I'm most squared away mentally is when I personally have a, a morning routine to follow. But it, yep. there's a dichotomy to all this stuff. You know, you don't want to have so many things there that if you miss one of them, you start browbeating yourself because that's not what the morning routine's about, you know? Right. So two or three little things that just sets your day with purpose. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. I, and I, I usually try to ask people who I respect what their routines are in the morning. Because um, mm-hmm. structure, I think, is very important. Like you said, with that structure, you have, I think it gives you like some freedom because you know you're going to do these things. And they're like, it's a yeah. habit. You're oh, going to brush your teeth. You're going to, if you have dogs, you're going to walk the dog. Um, 
and for me, like my routine, usually 4.30 up, I have a gratuity journal. I, I do my best to keep up with that. Um, Huge. Yeah, very big. And it's not very long. It's not, it's not hard. Maybe the first two or three days are hard because you're like, oh, I can't think of, I can't think of too many things really. But, um, and whenever I have a friend who's going through some stuff and they ask for advice, I usually buy them that. And I wish five minute journal, the five minute (laughs) journal, man. Exactly. It's the best $20 investment. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, and I'm always surprised when people don't use it. I think also you probably encounter this. If you give something away for free, people don't always value it. So that's right. Yeah. And that's a problem. ah, You wish people would just be like, Hey, this is a gift for me to you. I want to empower you. Uh, But they don't always see that. That's it. Yeah. That's one of my hardest parts in the fitness industry is I am, Molly's always on my shit, you know, um, yeah. cause I give away, you know, if someone travels from out of town and they're like, Hey man, I'm coming in from Boston and I'm going to be in Seattle. Like I can't charge them for an hour session. I just give it to them for free because they're traveling and they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I'm starting to walk a little finer line with that, you know, um, mm-hmm. like learning that I got to pay my bills too. And, and yes, stuff. but it always comes in return. Like, you know, this one fella, I won't mention his because maybe he doesn't want me to, but you know, he visited and I gave him a free hour session, him and his wife. And then, um, a month later in the mail comes some high grade scotch. So Sweet. it all came around. Oh, hell <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, I know we do got to value ourselves as coaches and, and, you know, as people that, you know, I mean, we play a huge piece in the, in the cog, um, of the preventive maintenance side of things, you know, mm-hmm. so teachers and coaches should be getting paid a hell of a lot more because yes. if, you know, if your coach is doing you right, you're going to be spending a lot less time in healthcare and all these types of things. And, you know, you're just going to, you know, um, all that stuff, it's, it snowballs if you're out of shape and you're not doing this stuff. So we play a larger role than a lot of people give us credit for. Right. And you know what? I think because a lot of people might associate a personal trainer with what we talked about about 15 minutes ago, the person in the gym with the clipboard going through the motions. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. find the right person, like a person like yourself, it is a quality of life improvement and you've made a connection Absolutely. with a real person and it, and it shows up like it just showed up for you guys. Um, their, your community stood by you in your fuel house oh, and uh, it shows, right? Cause you, you put out big quality. Time. You're, you're so valuable that people can't imagine their life without you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's awesome. for that. Yeah. And, and if you do that, you know, with a good moral compass, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I see like out now on the Instagrams and all these things, you know, the moral compass is a little bit twisted for some, oh, yes. uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, there's still a lot of us out there, you know, like I've been trying, you know, for no other reason, but just to do it, share like a little morning workout for someone that potentially stuck at home could do, you know, that's um, beautiful. Um, or, you know, whatnot, but, uh, yeah. I think we could all be doing just a little bit right now to help our fellow humans. It's true. And, and you know what? I've, I've been noticing this about this uh, situation we're currently in. Uh, we're going to be in it for a while. I think probably longer than we think. Um, mm-hmm. What's been beautiful about it is seeing the camaraderie and empathy a lot of people are showing. I know if, we, if you stick mm-hmm. to just the news, it's easy to get stuck. I hate the news, right? If I'm going to get news, yeah. I go to Reuters or BBC or something. Yeah. But, you know, get out of that news cycle and you actually look at I just, your neighbor or a person just in your vicinity. Like, that's it. Yeah. We're all just trying to do our best and just be kind. And people are stepping up in huge ways. Uh, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I think this whole 
this whole, I don't say suffering, this whole opportunity is going to help bring us closer together. Even doing stuff like this, uh, like your happy yeah. hour, like today's my wife's yeah. birthday. And so, you know, Oh, happy gonna, birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> She's around the corner here somewhere. It's funny because she gets work from home, which is very fortunate. She works in HR. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we take turns. Who's going to be loud. I get to be loud for next hour. <laughs> and then she goes to get to her meeting. Yeah. <laughs> this, Love it. Yeah. So you adjust and uh, make the most of everything. But yeah, we're going to have a virtual happy hour with her friends and colleagues here. Uh, actually about the time you're going to have your meeting with your guys. So nice. it's cool. This technology has really allowed us to, to make better connections. And my God, yeah. And I think at this is all said and then it's going to make us all appreciate all these little things that make life. So I hope cool. so. I hope so. I too. hope so. And, and I hope our memories um, last a little bit, you know, we, right. we're, we're quick to, to forget when things get good, you know? So mm-hmm. I hope this one, you know, sticks back there a little bit and, you know, little things like, you know, do you need to, um, uh, rinse out your water cup 10 times before you take a drink, you know, like conserve a little bit, right? Do you, Seriously, do you need yeah. a new paper towel every time you walk into the kitchen or do you grab one and pu- pull off a corner of it or half of it and, you know, use one paper towel, four different meals, you know, mm-hmm. by cutting it into four squares, you know, I mean, uh, you know, there's that little stuff. Do our portions need to be that big? Do we need to eat like that much? Do we need to waste this much food? You know yeah. what I mean? I think huge wake up call for me, everybody, you know, especially yeah. that are, that are struggling right now, like a service industry people that are, you know, barely getting by even just a couple of weeks into this, um, how we're learning that, Hey, you know, I don't need to, um, have a six egg omelet to survive, uh, you know, <laughs> right. uh, you know, three eggs with some nice little veggies will do me just fine. Yeah, Absolutely. You know. And I like your resourcefulness too. You know, um, I love leftovers. So I like to go in the fridge and make a pile of shit basically and just yes. eat it. And I'm happy as hell with that. But, um, yes. Um, so this whole thing going into it, I'm not a prepper by any means, but I enjoy sardines. Yeah. I enjoy canned tuna. Um, you know, I'm pretty low key. And so I was already okay yeah. going into this. And also we yeah. test a lot of gear. I've got like, I've got enough water filters for our whole complex of neighbors, hundred people. I've got water purifiers. I got like solar chargers. Like I'm okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not too worried about that. Um, but you know, we're, we're all doing our part, stay safe and social distancing, like you said, and, Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of tricky because I think being outside for you and me and the people we associate with is so important. I help run this um, backcountry skiing and snowboard group. It's, it might be the biggest one in North America. It's like 7,500 members as of today. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. That's so awesome. We're, like, like you, we're in this position to be leaders. Yeah. I, I had to make a stand um, today, or actually yesterday, saying I'm not going to go recreate in the mountains because the proximity to other people is, mm-hmm. I can't guarantee distancing. Two, mm-hmm. going into smaller communities, like imagine going to your, your ski resorts, they don't have the uh, medical capacity to deal with the situation. And three, if a person were to be in the vicinity um, of us in a bad country and make a bad decision, they're going to put search and rescue in harm's way and again, That's endanger it. more people, more resources. So That's I had to say, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to take a break from my favorite thing in the world, backcountry skiing and snowboarding and, and camping. And I'm going to spend time playing guitar, reading, doing more podcasts with great people like you. Yeah. So when it does come around, you know, appreciate even more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Washington, we just officially, um, as of the other day, hit the stay at home order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, we've learned as a nation with this too, is if something like this happens. I'd rather just get kicked in the nuts right in the beginning and mm-hmm. just say, everything is shut down. 14 days. Don't leave your friggin' house. You yes. know I mean? In hindsight, you know, but instead of just kind of playing it along and let's see how this works and let's see if we can trust people not to be idiots like we here can. in Seattle, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, people are playing touch football and volleyball down at Alki Beach and, you know, it's like, what the fuck are they you doing? They don't get it. Oh, They don't get it, right? You know, so mm-hmm. hopefully 
because this stuff, you know, it's not good. I mean, yes, it's been a while, but I can see this stuff happening a little more often than not the way things are going these days, you know? So absolutely, it's like, you know, this stuff happens again, man, just lock yourself down, you know, have yeah. 14 to 30 days worth of stuff ready and just, just don't leave your house. That's the only way to completely stop this thing. Apparently it's yeah. just not be in contact with other people, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And I, and I think the general pre- preparedness of those supplies goes along with how we also, at least how I'd like to train general preparedness. Like I was on a hike, yeah, well, it. a ruck with Eric Frohart and he's got like 50 pounds of dumbbells in his backpack and he's got his <laughs> heart rate monitor on and we're doing heart rate variability. Oh, yeah. He's such a badass. And yeah. he's like, I was like, uh, he's like, Sean, what are you training for? I'm like, for life. He's like, yeah. not, not like snatch tests or like breaking any records. I'm like, no, I just want my yeah, knees man. to feel good. Honest. I want to be able to handle Amen. my friend. Yeah, man. It's life, right? Amen. And oh, so yeah. we stop for a second and, uh, Cause he's a, he's, he's a very high achiever. Right. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Navy seal. Yeah, uh, top of the spear, dude. Yeah. Top Head of the spear. Navy Pur- seal, you know, the bad as it gets. Yeah. Purple heart recipient, national treasure. Oh yeah. Dude's badass. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Training for life and also general. No, that's my mindset too. I love that. Cool. I love that. If, if, if I only had uh, one spot left on my training book and if some, if two people came in and one was like, Hey, you know, um, I'll buy 30 sessions from you right now. Um, and I want to be a bikini model. I'd be like, Oh, that's cool. That's a good investment. Yeah. But another person walks in and says, Hey man, I could commit to 10, but I just want to be able to wake up in the morning and do whatever comes, comes at me. Yes. I'm taking that guy. I love it. Every day. Every <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> every day. I'll yeah. take half one third of the pay and work with somebody that has that mindset. I'm not into this game for any other shit. You know, yeah. it's just, I just train everyday athletes, right? You know, people don't, come to me to win the Olympics. You know, I'm not into that. I'll send them somewhere else. I'll send them to Eric Cressy or somebody else. You know, yeah. me, I just, I just want to train, you know, guys like us, That's women so awesome, like us, dude. you know, people that just are just like, Hey man, you know, I want to wake up. And if someone says, let's go snowboarding, I may have to get new snowboard boots. My body's not going to be in a condition that I have to wait a month to get in shape enough to go freaking snowboarding or, right. you know, uh, I'd I love to hear that. And it's true because you might, these are your people. You might go do that thing with them. I can't tell yeah, any people is. I train. They're like, I want to go back country skiing. I'm like, let's train for it. And we go do it. Then we go have some a burger and some beers. And I mean, that's a, a really high quality life right there, my friend. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best trophy ever. Exactly. You know, hard, hard day in the mountains and come back and have a Chicago style pizza and a beer, you know, oh, that's, that's the trophy. It. I'm so into it. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I really appreciate your honesty, your directness, your kindness, your leadership. You're, you're just a freaking awesome person. Um, I know you got to run for another meeting. Um, my time's your time. I know we're going to have a lot more downtime. Um, so if you want to jump on in the future, uh, be happy to have you on again. Hit me up anytime, man. You're, you're my type of people. And, um, Glad and I'm sure that, that uh, you know, our followers, whatever you want to call them are, uh, are, are, are probably going to jive on, uh, on this conversation. Oh yeah. Similar. You, you <laughs> know what I mean? So, so yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anytime that you want to shoot the shit, just uh, hit me up. Oh, I love it, man. Well, Jeff, all the best to you and Fuel House and all your people. Cheers to you, Solange, for your scotch. And um, I will hopefully talk to you sooner than later, my friend. Awesome. Cheers, my friend. Stay strong. You too. <laughs>